when a label says, like, let's go to the granola. When granola says a serving, whatever that is, maybe it's a quarter cup, has 10 grams of protein, it's not ideal. So ideal protein and complete protein in the scientific community is based off of the numbers that come from animal sources. So your yogurt and your eggs and your salmon are ideal. They are complete. They have all the amino acids in proper ratios. Granola won't. That's why, again, that's why labels can be both helpful and deceiving. And that is a, I don't know how long it's going to take to correct that. We are, we live in a, it's ubiquitous. Labels are deceiving. That's the voice of Laurie Martin. Today on Living Big Mindfully, we are putting a twist on things. By popular demand, Laurie is back for a protein part two. If you didn't catch protein part one, our last conversation, I invite you to go back and listen to episode 21. This protein education and information is so important, especially as we age. And what's the best way to learn? I believe from real people having real conversations about real experiences. And that's exactly what we're doing today. We start off with a recap about Laurie's story and her background, and then we jump right in into basically a personal coaching session. As I share my experiences about transitioning from being protein puny to at least protein proficient, and trust me, I have a long way to go. Listen in as Laurie and I talk through my real life experiences with what's going well and what I'm struggling with and some of the changes I've actually made. You'll learn about the main sources of protein, protein powders, and the importance of amino acids. Then Laurie coaches me through some of my mistakes and answers many of my burning questions, all of which give listeners a ton of helpful tips and strategies. Of course, Laurie wraps things up with some protein-packed sage advice. If you have questions, please reach out to me or Laurie. She's amazing and has lots of free guides on her website. The links will be in the show notes. You know, in talking about real people and having real conversations and real experiences, remember tickets for our Women's Wellness Expo for April 20th are on sale now. You know, come and join us for this full day celebration dedicated to women and women's health and fitness. We're going to be featuring small intimate group sessions. I'll be leading one of them to real time hands on opportunities to practice and explore everything from yoga to Tai Chi to acupuncture and the latest in women's health and wellness. There'll be exhibits, live Q&A, giveaways, and just so much more. I believe that you're going to leave this expo with a personal roadmap, inspired, refreshed, and empowered with all the tools you need to really begin to create your best life. So grab your tickets today, uh, womenswellnessexpo.com or katechampionauthor.com expo. And as always, I thank you. I support you. I'm here to help you. And I want to see you in Houston. Okay, here's Laurie. Hello, I get to welcome back to the show, Laurie Martins. Hello. So good to see you. How are you today? Hello. Thank you for having me back again. I'm doing well. Just trying to stay warm out here in the sub-freezing temperatures, but it's sunny and my power's on, so it's a good day. <laughs> and I'm glad to be here. I love doing these conversations. 
Good, good. So I invited Laurie back for a protein part two. And if you haven't checked out our first episode, go back to episode 21. That will be, that'll give you kind of a nice grounding. So we're going to connect today and we're uh, kind of Laurie said it perfectly in our chat before we got on. We are going to do something a little bit different today. And, and it's going to be a real person like me, a real messy, non-expert person kind of sharing a little bit about my, my journey through this whole protein thing, right? Because since Laurie and I talked, I've really learned a lot and I've been trying to get a little better about this whole protein intake. I'm trying to get the importance, but I'm not an expert. I'm not, you know, I'm protein puny and I'm learning a lot. And I've documented my, my journey since Laurie and I met. And I think it's really important especially for women in my age group, you know, I'm 60 and, um, you know, I think it's just super important topic. So a real conversation with real people with real messy facts today. <laughs> so hopefully Laurie, you're okay with that. That's, that's perfect. We're all, life is messy. And I think the conversations need to get more real um, I, there's a lot of glossy, pretty, you know, highly produced conversations on social media where, which is where a lot of people get their information and not so many real conversations like we're going to have today. So this is great. I, you know, I've never asked one of my clients to record a session, but this, so this is, this is going to be very real. You are bringing your real life questions about how to do this. Mm -hmm. And this is yeah. like a coaching session. So bring bring it on. I'm here. Yes. So not only my questions, but also my thoughts and feelings too. Because remember, I'm a therapist, right? So I'm all about the thoughts and the feelings and the experience. So I'm going to have questions. But I also want to really share some of my literal physical experiences as well as I've, I've tried to make this transition. Yeah. Yeah. So people get ready, get your pens and papers out because there's probably going to be a ton of information and things you might want to jot down. Make sure you check out that episode 21, go back for the backstory. And today I'm just going to start with a little bit about um, my, my beginning protein journey. So when you and I first met, I had this number in mind about this kind of protein, these grams of protein I should be trying to get a day. Um, and I've really gone from like protein puny. I don't even know if I was getting 40 grams of protein a day before you and I talked. You know, I've never tracked protein. I've been kind of vegan vegetarian. So the protein has been low, 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 low. Um, so I decided to, and I'm about weight wise, I'm about 143 pounds or so. So according to the calculations, I should be trying to consume like over 100 grams of protein a day. So I started, I downloaded a free protein tracker, which was really awesome to help me to keep track of the numbers. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to try and start with 100 grams of protein a day. Frankly, I just couldn't do it. I mean, I just just couldn't wrap my head around it. Right. So I thought, okay, I'm going to try and lower that a little bit. And then, then I'm going to go to 80. So I started with 80 grams of protein a day, which still is a pretty massive leap from what I was doing. So the first day I did it, I tried, you know, I added, so I added in things like um, hard cheese, happy eggs, protein shakes, protein bars, 
almonds. I'm trying to think what else. Yogurt, like I found a high protein yogurt, stuff like that. Um, and I kind of managed to get to 75, 80 grams of protein a day in the beginning. Um, so what I found was this. I was the first couple of days, I was super thirsty. I don't know if that is something, but I was really, really thirsty, like really thirsty. And this is going to sound gross, but I had really like diarrhea. Like it was just so much, so much for my body, right? So much of a change, so much for my body. So I had some like kind of diarrhea stuff, right? So I was super thirsty, kind of diarrhea. And um, so one of my, one of my, and I'm, I tend to intermittent fast as well. So I was trying to get that protein in, in a really short window, which probably wasn't a good idea. All right. So one of my quote, one of my questions to you is how do you, how do you begin? Should you really begin with a, with a big deep dive? Or should it be more kind of a gradual onboarding or, you know, what are your thoughts about how somebody might begin? My first thought is I, after listening to how you did what you did and how you did it, what I heard you saying was that the dominant sources for protein were coming from dairy. And you also are more of a vegan, vegetarian, plant-based eater by habit, by lifestyle. So what I, yeah. a couple of things I think could have happened. And I don't know when you said protein shakes and protein bars, um, some of the chemicals in those can be super tough on the gut. Um, what I heard is that you gave your your system things it's not used to. And you did a lot of it. And you did it in a short window of time. So I'm not shocked that your stomach did a little bit of a revolt. Um, and So there's that. Now, to answer your direct question, what's the best way to approach this? And, you know, should you dive in or should you go a little bit at a time? It depends. Um, if you know, I think it depends. Uh, let me just say it more clearly. It depends on the person and depends on the choices you're, you are intending to make. So let me just say you did it like almost everyone. You're not alone. We just do the best we can. <laughs> and... And this is how it goes. If you don't have, and not to say everybody needs a coach, but everybody needs a coach, mm -hmm. especially when you're introducing new foods. So many of us, probably most of us don't know necessarily with, with detail, what we're going, what we're doing when we're experimenting. So if you and I had had this conversation in detail uh, with this information now, I would have said to you, okay, so you may be very lactose dairy sensitive. So be careful mm. the kinds of protein you choose so you don't set yourself up for intestinal distress. Uh, by the same token, you don't want to, if you're with somebody, because you sound very height weight proportional, like you're probably at your ideal weight, your ideal body weight. Now, yeah. whether it's your ideal yeah. body comp composition, that's another question, but mm -hmm. I'm hearing yeah, I don't have weight a lot of lactose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have weight to lose. I don't really have weight to gain. I am pretty, pretty, you know, I'm, you know, BMIs or all the rest of it. I'm pretty kind of where I should be. Yeah. Yeah. So you think 
too much lactose in too short of a space of time was the, you know, was the gut, the gut revolt. I love that because it's totally a gut revolt. <laughs> yeah, your, your stomach said, no, thank you a little bit. <laughs> but it, but I, it not, it, I want to be clear too, because for some people, it's not the lactose. Protein bars mm-hmm. and protein shakes in order to be palatable and tasty, they often have something called uh, sugar alcohols erythritol or, you know, sort of man-made sugars, the sucralosis, uh, the, the chemistry of those shakes or bars can be so rough on this. I, I have had clients just who had to cancel their day um, wow. because their stomachs went into complete revolt after half, like just eating half a protein bar because of the one chemical erythritol, which is it's a sugar, it's a, it's a sugar alcohol. It makes things sweet, but for so many people, it's an, it's a gastro nightmare. So ingredients are everything. And, you know, you don't know until you know, I, you know, I had the same, it was trial and error for me as well. I know if I see that on the label, that's a huge, Mm -hmm. no, thank you for me. And it is for a lot of human beings. It just doesn't agree with us. Um, but that's, uh-huh. it's a cheap sweetener. It's not straight sugar. It doesn't have the same calories or glycemic effect, but it makes a protein bar or a protein shake or a lot of other products taste better until you have that aversion to it because of what it does to your stomach. Yeah. 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 So after about day three of this, right, I'm trying to get, well, first of all, I was trying to get the hundred grams in, I seriously just could not get that much food in my my day. I mean, I just, just literally couldn't get in that much food in. So then I went back down to the 80. And then I did that-ish for two, three, maybe four days. Um, and my, my body seemed to settle in a little bit. But I would say on the plus side, um, after about day four, I felt, um, I don't know if this is the right word, kind of fluffier, kind of a bit stronger, right? I didn't really change my workouts. The workouts were the same. You know, I do aerobics running, rower, and I do weights, kind of like some kind of strength training, nothing major in, in that time frame. But I did notice a little more energy and just a feeling a little bit stronger. So so I don't want to focus on the, all the negative, but that, that was definitely the plus side. And I'm thinking, okay, my body kind of likes this this is this something is working yeah so any thoughts about that i do uh protein is the building block for every single tissue of your body including your organs your heart your stomach lining your intestinal lining every organ is is a tissue it's a tissue tissues are made of cells Cells need protein to replicate, to regenerate. And there isn't a process in our body that doesn't require building blocks. Those building blocks, in order to do their regeneration and building, you, you, we have to have protein. And that protein is, it needs to be a constant stream. If we're not getting enough protein, our body is feeding on the existing uh, skeletal muscle tissue predominantly, it's going to pull amino acids because amino acids are building blocks. If you're not feeding amino acids, you're 
body's going to pull from it from within. And that is not you're now you're not coming from a position of strengthening. That's a position of breaking down. So when you're giving yourself and it's an adjustment, but it you're now giving your body enough outside nutrition, outside building blocks that your body can finally stop tearing down on its little microscopic level and just grab what you're giving it and put back. So now you're coming from a place of new building blocks and and you will get better energy. You will have better energy because you're feeding your body the building blocks it needs. Yeah, and I was definitely recognizing that that beginning to kind of stir a little bit, you know, kind of physically. I was definitely feeling, you know, better. Not that I was feeling bad, but just feeling, noticing feeling a little like I said, a little fluffier, a little stronger, a little, little more energy, which was which was great. I yeah, that doesn't yeah. surprise me. I it is, I, uh, almost everybody. I'm not going to say everybody, but almost everybody I've worked with that adds more protein into their life goes through some level of adjustment. Um, mm-hmm. Finding the right mm-hmm. protein, getting used to doing it, finding what works. Their body does a little a little bit of, oh my goodness, something new. This is different. There's an adjustment. And usually within that first week, the report back is, ah, I feel like something just clicked. I, it was an adjustment, but now I feel like I've had people say they're warmer. Their body temperature is, feels more stable. They feel like they have a little more get up and go. They just feel more capable. I've heard it described, so you described it differently, but I've heard it described different ways. Just a little bit fluffier, like there's something more, like you have something more. You have something to work with. Yeah, like a little bit of a boost, right? There was a little fluffier when you said that, when I said that, but a little bit of a boost, a little bit of a nudge up, right, in some level. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because you've definitely so tried to keep that a nudge up. Yeah, I mean, I have. I was laughing one day. So again, I do some intermittent fasting. So then I've now been eating these like three egg omelets, right, for breakfast. Like, so eggs are huge, again, a go-to source of protein for me. And my husband was laughing because, you know, I'd go to a restaurant and order this three egg omelet and blah, 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 mushrooms in it or something like that. And he's like, I have never seen you eat a massive omelet like that. So that was a little overwhelming for me is the amount, right? The, the amount of food, because I'm more of a grazer than a sit down and eat, eat the big meal kind of person. So that actually felt a little overwhelming and daunting. So, oh my gosh, how am I going to eat this huge omelet? Um, in order to get, in order to get that 80 whatever grams of protein in a day. So any, thoughts around just that sense of feeling overwhelmed, thinking this is a lot, I'm never going to be able to eat all this food. Help me with that. Well, for for somebody like you who prefers not to eat um, animal products any more than happy eggs, which I love that term, by the way, um, (laughs) it is, it takes... Like I know some vegans who are really great. I, and we talked about this in the last episode. I know some vegans who really know how to get their protein in, but they definitely, the volume, they have to eat volumes of food, volumes. Yeah. And I am not a volume food eater anymore. I, I was when I was younger, but it just doesn't, 
feel good to me anymore. It just physically mm-hmm. does not feel good. Uh, it's also expensive. So for somebody like you, I might encourage or I would suggest, a suggestion I would make is to find a protein supplement. And just like I would say, if you're not getting your vitamin C through food, um, I would suggest a supplement. If you're not getting anything that we know our body needs and we're not able to just get enough through food, it's a natural recommendation to look for a supplement. And I think protein fits into this beautifully because it really does require us to eat a lot of food if we want to get enough protein. And so one of my suggestions would be to find a good protein powder or drink supplement that sits well in your stomach, that agrees with you, and that you can consume in a more, because you can add, if you find a protein powder, you know, there have been days where I'll put two and a half times the recommended container serving. So if a serving is 20 grams of protein and I want to be efficient, I'll put three servings in my 10 ounces of water and I'll blend it or shake it however I feel like doing it. And now I've got 60 grams of protein in one 10 ounce drink. Wow. That's how I get it done. That's how I get it done when I'm in a hurry. uh, When I don't, I'm not going to eat roast beef for breakfast today. (laughs) I mean, that's, I need to get it in. I need to get my protein in and move on. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to gonna maybe have some questions about that protein shake thing. Um, can your body, I mean, will your body absorb that much protein in one shot? Right? I mean, when we, so you use the, you use the analogy of the supplement, like vitamin C or something like that, right? I know our body, we could take, you know, 10 times a dose, but your body's only going to absorb so much. So is that the same with protein, right? If you're taking this 60 grams in, in this, in this drink, maybe in the morning, is your body going to absorb all that? How does that work? It will probably vary day by day, just like with vitamin C. Uh, there are days when if I'm feeling like I might be catching something, I will take uh, very, I won't name, I won't mention doses because it's, that's, I, I do what I do and other people have to do what they do and they trust their physician, but I will take a significant amount of vitamin C every hour on the hour until mm. I get a tummy rumble. And I have taken up to 10 grams of protein, grams, not milligrams, grams, Uh excuse me, vitamin C in a single day without any tummy trouble. Other days, and and my body needed it, so it took it in and needed it, used it. Other days, if I try to do that, I will get tummy rumbles after dose number two. With the very same product. So... What that says to me, and this isn't based on any other person's, this is personal. This is my personal experience. Yeah. Our body has different needs, has has some very similar needs on a day-to-day basis, but also those fluctuate. 
So I think there will be days when your body is, depending on what you did the day before, Mm. And potentially what you put your body through in that, in a, any single day, your body will have different needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could eat happy eggs in the morning today. Your body, what is to say your body absorbs all that? How do we know? And why is protein the one nutrient we question? We never question how many carbs our body actually needed today. We never look at it. We never think about it. We just eat them. Woohoo. But with protein, there is this, and it's not, you are one of hundreds of millions of people. I, I get this question from everyone. How much is my pro- body, protein is my body really going to absorb? Well, it'll okay. absorb what it needs. And okay. your body and what you need in the morning might be different than what you need midday, might be different than what you need at the end of the day. And Tuesday might be different than Sunday. Well, Monday is okay. going to be different than Saturday. I mean, you, if there is a fluctuation mm-hmm. and there is great dependency on what you are doing in your day to day existence. If you've had a surgery, if you're feeling under the weather, your body is going to be begging for some protein. Yeah. Yeah. And I say that with the caveat that sometimes when we're under the weather, our body doesn't want a lot of food Mm -hmm. because it's busy doing other things, but we have to feed it. It's, you know, it's complex. Mm, So to, there is no hard, fast answer about how much protein is my body actually going to absorb if I eat it? Got it. If you're looking to build skeletal muscle and say you're going to go do, in order to build healthy skeletal muscle, you have to do basically two things. You have okay. to consume enough full spectrum, high quality protein with all the amino acids and get yourself a specific one. You need your leucine. That's a, an essential amino acid, your body cannot make it. You need to put enough of that into your body and you have to lift heavy weight and you have to exert, you have to really exert the muscles you're trying to build to the point of, oh my goodness, this is heavy. And if you're going to lift like that, you're going to need to feed your body the the building blocks to go back in then and (laughs) repair and build those muscles that you just worked to their failure point. Otherwise you're just breaking muscle down and there's nothing to build it back up. Got it. Got it. So, I mean, there's two or three things I wanted to ask in that, that came up also in my notes as well. So one, one of them, I know it's going to feel like I'm going off track a bit, but I want to ask it before I forget. So when I was going through and trying to learn and learn about the projects, products and look at the protein and trying to figure out, do they have essential amino acids and yada, 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 like reading labels, which I've never read, never read labels. <laughs> so trying to figure out this whole thing. Then I came, then my question was, okay, so what's the difference between this protein, you know, I'm trying to get to 80 grams of protein, 
you know, in a high kind of protein diet with a focus on protein, what's the difference between that and keto? Because isn't keto all about protein as well? Keto is about fat and protein. Okay. So keto is sort of eating to exclusion. It's excluding a lot of things. Okay. Carbohydrates predominantly. And there are degrees of keto. So in a true ketogenic, strict ketogenic eating plan, you're not eating any more than 20 grams of carbs per day of any kind. Not a, in, when we're including vegetables, all the good, I mean, we're including good carbs, like green vegetables. Uh, so, you know, you might only get a certain amount of green beans. You barely get any potato because potatoes are higher in carbohydrate. So a ketogenic diet is about consuming the 90% of your calories, 90 to 95% of your calories through protein and fat. Wow. Okay. Okay. So my head's saying, oh my gosh, that sounds, no judgment. That that sounds hard, right? And if I was struggling with what I'm trying to do here, I just, you know, because I was also in the beginning, that first week or so, I was really beginning to miss kind of my fruits and vegetables and, you know, the, the typical kind of way I would eat. But with the, you know, with thinking about the keto, right, thinking about protein and fat, it's like all that other stuff seems like it's just out the window uh it, it can it can definitely feel like that and particularly i know that the ketogenic diet a strict ketogenic diet is that came from medical uh work with people with a uh, seizure disorder mm. that's my understanding because when you lower carbohydrate consumption drastically there are some very beneficial brain health advantages. Okay. okay. There's some really cool work being done now. There's some people bringing it right to the forefront, talking about how this, the benefits for people who have suffered okay. with uh, mental health diseases and situations mm -hmm. can very potentially find profound brain benefits by taking their carbohydrate intake down to almost nothing. And it, but it does have to be strict. It has to be every day. It's, we're talking people that do not cheat. Mm. This isn't okay. Well, I did it great Monday through Friday, but Saturday and Sunday are my cheat days. No, people that are doing this for the brain benefits are limiting it. They are staying under 20 grams of carbohydrate. Okay. Okay. They are, and so they're eating meat. Yeah. And that's really the key, isn't it? The difference that I'm hearing is that the keto thing is, is really, awesome, like you said, really lowering the carbs. And this, yes. you and I, what we're doing here, this is not about the carbs. I'm eating carbs like I would generally eat them. I'm not even thinking about carbs. It's, I'm just trying to get in, increase my protein numbers. Yes. But yes. For somebody like you who's already at their happy weight uh, and you're just trying to get what your body needs and this and you are doing exactly what, you know, I talk to women about doing all the time. <laughs> women that pay me and they're like, well, how do I do this? I say, OK, let's be, when you're thinking about a meal, the very first thing to consider is how am I getting 
my 30 to 40 grams of protein mm-hmm. at this meal. And, and you have to figure that out before you think about any other food. So once you've settled on where that protein is coming from, how much room do you have left for any other food? Yeah. Yeah. In your hunger, in your hunger. So yeah. Yeah. I, I love that because um, that, that, that's exactly what my thinking has become, right? When I look at the, when I think about a meal, I really do think now I didn't before we talked, but now I do think about the protein source first. And then I think about, okay, what vegetables do I want to add to that? And then I also generally eat the protein first, right? So that really become my kind of primary focus on, on the planning and on the plate, right? That's really in my mind every day is like oh, i'm gonna get these stupid 80 grams of protein it still drives me crazy but um you know and sometimes i'm gonna be honest some days i do pretty well some days i suck at it right sometimes just totally off and didn't prepare the food and don't have what i need and just you know i would go back to that what i call that protein puny five profile of that 40 maybe 40 grams a day so i'm not solid i don't have it dialed in I'm, I'm not rocking this amazingly i mean i'm i have good days and i have not so great days but i am mindful right i there is a mindset shift and i am mindful about the plate and the protein and trying to get it in most days yeah yes you're doing it right let me just say that straight up you're doing it right so let me just like, like start from there you're doing it right because you've developed, you've accepted that there should maybe be an awareness. Yeah. And you've got, you've done it. That's step one. And believe it or not, oh, my clients tend to come to me because they're serious already. Mm-hmm. So my clients, I've never had one that didn't get that. People that I just talk to in my day-to-day exchange that, you know, they know what I do. They know what I talk about. And like, yeah, I don't want to worry about that. that mm-hmm. I don't care. That mm-hmm. I don't care. I just don't, you know, I've made it this far. I don't care. And, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But y- your awareness, just after learning, all, all you had to do was learn it. You yeah. have that attention to your health, to your body, that your mind said, oh, I I might better pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. So that basically puts you in 1%. <laughs> you are now in the 1%. <laughs> I don't know about that. But there is, I mean, you said that so beautifully. And there is, I mean, like if I could, if I could dialogue my internal thinking or my internal awareness is it's exactly that, right? I, there's a part of me, my wisdom, right? There's an internal wisdom that knows that this protein thing is important. I know it in, in my guts, right? I know it intrinsically. This protein discussion and information is really important, especially for women. I don't want to exclude the men, but especially for the women, you know, again, in this demographic, 40, 50, 60, 70, it's really, really important. And I truly, my heart and mind know that and believe that. And I think that's, that's where the energy comes for me to take this seriously, right? To really me to like, okay, I'm really going to look at this. I'm really going to take this seriously. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's mindset. And I, yeah. And I didn't have that again. I didn't have that before our first conversation again, episode 21. So thank you. Right? And you thank you for the work you're doing and thank you for increasing, helping me increase my awareness and listeners out there. You can do this, right? It's not, it's not rocket science. You can do this. And thank you for, I, I always thank people for hearing my message because it's hard to, to break through the food propaganda that here in the United States in particular, we are fed from the minute we're born. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> um, we in our public school system, in our television, in our marketing, social media is just starting to put out this message that, you know, our food pyramid is, is based on marketing and sales and profits. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not based on what human bodies need. We are literally programmed to believe that food is an entertainment. We eat food for sport. We eat food for entertainment. We eat food as a, that's, you know, some people have activities like golfing or swimming or walking and hiking, but Americans include eating as one of them. Mm. I mean, it is an activity because anything we do is an activity, but socializing is, is, you know, just completely been engulfed by food and that's okay yes. because there is some psychological huge benefit by the way to eating food together yes with other humans um the dinner table the bread yeah. whatever table whatever meal it is communing breaking bread eating food together mm -hmm. is a bonding healing thing mm -hmm. and i never discount that i promote that in the same room, people should be at a table together, eating food, having conversation, letting that energy yeah. fill that room. Yeah, beautiful. Yes. Food is beautiful, mm -hmm. but food is literally the building blocks of who we are. Mm -hmm. I, I can have a conversation and look at somebody and know within five minutes if they are healthy. Well, it's, I could, you know, if they disregard food, if, you know, if, if they're, oh, you know, I only cook at home twice a year. I, you know, I don't bring my lunch to work. I, I order, you know, we, it's restaurant food, takeout food, packaged food, food on the go, mm -hmm. fast food. And that becomes, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's the, it's an expensive, but easy yeah, but honestly, some you know the packaged food and the fast food and the lower quality food is cheaper mm -hmm. than high quality food. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's very very difficult to break lifetimes of ideas mm -hmm. and habits because they are ingrained in us. Mm -hmm. We are deep in our patterns, mm -hmm. and change is change is hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I also I do want to say change is hard, but change is possible. And remember the brain when I and when I think about the brain, I think about the brain. 
and the nervous system, right, the spine, all the nerves that go out from the central nervous system out to our fingers and toes, right, that to me is the, the body brain, right, that that organ is plastic, right? So change is hard and we can change at any age. We can really begin to change those neuro pathways. And honestly, that's what's happened in my brain, right? With regards to this protein thing over this last, I think that conversation was November or something, right? Now we're in yes. January, right? So over this last two months, yeah, hasn't been perfect, trust me, but there has been there has been, like you said, a mindset set shift and awareness has been built. And it is in my thinking now, naturally. Now I don't have to try. Oh, yeah. That's a huge home run. Yeah. That's a yeah. huge, that's huge. And, and I think that also, you know, the, the demo, our age group. Mm-hmm. And if you're, you know, if your listeners don't know, mo- not right now, 100% of my clients are over 55, mm. 100%. I haven't always, you know, some of my last year's clients were not quite at 50, but they saw the writing on the wall. They wanted to make changes. But this demographic, I think I was something on social media this morning about women's biology and the whole post was, it was informative. It wasn't out of line, but the framework of women's biology is always about women in childbearing age. Women, uh-huh. you know, so it's, you know, women under 50, really. Um, not to say that women over 50 can't bear children. I, I know those biology, uh, those anomalies exist. But we women over 50 have been sort of left on our own. And so much so that we, I find it over, well, can I make this change now? Isn't it too late? Well, I'm too set in my ways. Oh, no. What does it matter now? You know, oh, well. And can we undo the first 50 years? I don't know. Absolutely. But, Absolutely. but, we, but we, if we can't undo 100% of it, we can certainly move the needle so <laughs> far. Hmm with such impact that the next 50 years can be exponentially. I don't know what word. I need a word bigger than exponentially. Yeah. Yeah. We have incredible, if not infinite power through our choices Hmm. to take the levers that we pulled the wrong way before and reverse it. Absolutely. Stop. If nothing else, we can, you know, if we pulled the wrong lever in our t- teens, 20s, 30s, and 40s, well, let's mm-hmm. just put that lever back and pull yeah. a better lever. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, we can. Mm-hmm. 100%. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I'm also an author and I wrote a book called Never Too Late. Right. Yes. It is never too late to, to make some of these changes, like physically, mentally food-wise, spiritually, whatever, right? We are constantly learning, constantly growing, I believe, until the day we drop dead, right? We have that We have that capacity to learn and grow and change, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I've seen it in my now 90-year-old father who lives, he lives in memory care. He has some pretty extensive dementia and damage. But because certain factors had to be changed, Mm -hmm. I had to help him make changes. 
and set his new parameters and give him a different way of living. And, you know, was, I, I, you know, I planted my feet firmly in his life and said, Oh, these things were very unhealthy. We will take, we will put those aside going forward and then we'll bring. And so we put some things aside, some toxins, some choices, some people. And so those went away and then we entered. So those were, those were excluded and now we're including mm-hmm. some supplements, extra love, mm-hmm. and extra care in movement, in scheduling healthy habits. Can we fix everything? But oh, no. For mm-hmm. him, no. His situation is, you know, is his. Sure. But his decline, which was so rapid for one year Mm -hmm. we put the brakes on that decline it's shocking even to me i still i'm like i can't believe i can't believe how it even impacts his caregivers the rest of the family like he's how is he doing so well oh how is someone with that much damage still thriving in all these other ways. Choices will always matter. Right. As you said, till the day you die. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great power. If we choose to use it. Absolutely. It matters. Yeah. Yeah. It does matter. Yeah. So as I'm looking, as I'm looking through my notes, um, I'm looking like over that, week two weeks four weeks i'm looking through my notes so the diarrhea kind of went away my my thirst balance and i think the thirst was probably connected to the diarrhea right because you feel losing mm. on that end you're kind of drinking in more water needing more water so i think that was yes. what that was about so that all kind of balanced out and then i did find um my runs right because I, I love to run trail so I, my runs were a little stronger my workouts were a little stronger so that, now this is about two weeks 10 days 14 days in so now I'm really you know less diarrhea and it seems to be um this protein thing seems to be translating into my physical activity which honestly felt like such a win I mean that was that was such a win yeah yeah. And as, as I'm feeling kind of stronger in those areas, that is helping me like kind of rinse and repeat. So it's helping motivate me even more to kind of keep this, you know, this kind of protein thing in going. Cause I think it's, I think it's so important. So that was lovely. And that was again, about two, two and a half weeks in, I really begin to look began to notice some of that. That doesn't surprise yeah. me. I'm glad you are in tune with your body enough to feel it. Because once you feel stronger and better and you notice it, it 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 helps keep the cycle of the good choices coming along. Yeah. And I'm not surprised you, you were giving you you're asking and when you're running and hiking and, and doing all the outdoor things that you do. Your body needs, again, your muscles are involved. Yeah. Yeah. Muscle yeah. tissue requires. So I want to read acids. you. Yeah. Yeah. I want to read you. I'm going to ask you to read you what I wrote Friday, November the 10th. It said, um, stomach all good. Um, honestly, I felt amazing today, mentally and physically, all day. 
strong, vibrant, full of energy, hopeful. Um, I realized, you know, I went, realized that I really, I've realized that I'm a creator. I love creating, but that's a whole different thing. Um, so that's how I was feeling, like November the 10th. So that was about two weeks in. I felt amazing, mentally, physically, strong, vibrant, and full of energy. Yeah. And I really do think that that is that protein component. Well, if you think about it this way too, so neurotransmitters, all the happy ones, you, you need amino acids to feed your neurotransmitters. And think mm. about where, where, like where, serotonin, let's just use serotonin because most people have a, an understanding of that's a happy hormone. Eight, what is it? 80% of it is, is, uh, developed in our gut. Yes. So if we are consuming protein, which is a protein again, I'll say it again. I need to say it every time I speak. Protein is a name that science gave to a specific group of amino acids. Mm. Each of those amino acids does its has a job. It does different things in the body. And some of these amino acids get together and they have synergistic effects together in certain amounts and ratios. And one of the jobs of amino acids is to help your body, well, first is to keep your stomach lining intact. There's nothing more uh, symptomatic or problematic than an unhappy stomach lining. In order to have a happy, healthy stomach lining, we need a certain number and flow of healthy amino acids because the lining of our stomach, if it's unhealthy, we're not going to produce healthy serotonin. If we're not consuming amino acids, we're just not doing, our body isn't, you know, so that, that need for amino acids is built as building blocks trickles all the way down to helping to create hormones and, Mm. uh, and, just the neurotransmitters we need for a healthy, happy, happy mind. Yeah. Yeah. Our brain, you know, we, we a lot of times think our brain is just a separate thing, but our physiology does include our brain health and our brain function. So your hat, that note that you made to yourself, what you wrote down Mm. is to me is a sign that you were just, you just gave your body the things it needed. The neurotransmitters were happy. Your stomach is happy. You are feeding your mind in such a way that Mm -hmm. even your neurotransmitters are, are all coming together for you. Yeah. We underestimate what a lack or a deficiency does to our happiness to our creativity to our ability to just be well in our in our mood so i'm so glad you made that note to yourself about how just genuinely good from an emotional standpoint yeah yeah it was huge so thank you so let's i'd like to give listeners you know people that are interested a few like really specific things that I, I did um, with regards to trying to get this, these grams. And again, I'm still, 
hovering around 75, 80. I haven't been able to get above that, but if that's where I land, I guess at this point, I'm okay with that. Um, so I'd like to give people some exact, some things that I exactly did, and maybe then you can add a couple of tips and strategies as well. Would that be okay? Absolutely. Yep. All right. So I, one of the things that comes to my mind, I definitely went to eggs. So I added eggs and eggs in the morning. So peanut butter, peanut butter on a, um, kind of a healthy gluten-free English muffin. And I added either boiled eggs, scrambled eggs, just eggs, like whipped up in a pan or, or a couple of boiled eggs. So that's how I started my day or continue to start my day with, with kind of a protein jump start. And then I completely ditched the protein bars. I just couldn't stand them anymore. And I do think they were kind of upsetting my stomach. But I did find a protein powder with, you know, I searched and searched with the full range of those essential amino acids. So I do use a protein shake. So I'll throw that in the blender. Um, just one scoop. I haven't got to the two or three scoops, but I think that's a great idea. I'll throw a banana in. I'll throw some ice cubes in. I'll throw... Um, you know, some spinach or whatever and some greens. So I'll blend up a shake. And that's, you know, that has been definitely a go-to. I'll take that to the office with me. You know, that's very portable. I've added in um, a lot of nuts. And I found a granola that is, um, you know, about 10 grams of protein for about a quarter of a cup, which was lovely for me because I can add, I can have a nice, you know, 20 gram protein yogurt. And I, then I can add my 10 grams of, um, the granola in, and that's 30 grams in a pretty small, easy, eatable kind of snack. So, so, and, and I've added salmon in. I've added salmon, like, you know, because, because I was just really having a hard time getting enough in. So I've added salmon. And that's a long story. I started that when I did the Camino in Portugal because I just, felt like I needed more protein, but I, so I was eating salmon now and again, but now I eat salmon, you know, probably three or four times a week, you know, so that has become my part, part of my protein staple that I've been willing, willing to do. I've been willing to add that in. So that has been really helpful as well. So those are some things that I've done pretty easy things, nothing, nothing crazy. Um, so those are some tips for listeners. If they're, if they're, you know, thinking about this, also almonds, right? That handful of almonds is lovely. Um, so just, you know, some really easy things, kind of on the go things. Is there anything you might add to that? Like from your I perspective? Add, I have yeah. to, because my colleagues and my peers <laughs> will scold me. And so I have to add a caution. Okay. I have to add a caution. Okay. Protein is not protein. Um, you eat a fairly diverse diet, so you can probably get away with throwing in the handful of almonds and putting a little granola in your yogurt. When a label says, like, let's go to the granola. When granola says a serving, whatever that is, maybe it's a quarter cup, has 10 grams of protein, it's, uh -huh. not, complete, it's not complete protein. Okay. Or let me put yeah. it this way. It's not ideal. So ideal protein and complete protein in the scientific community is based off of the numbers that come from animal sources. 
So your yogurt and your eggs and your salmon are ideal. They are complete. They have all the amino acids in proper ratios. Granola won't, bread won't, peanut butter won't. Grains, I, I, and this is common. This is, and, and these are, these are, I just, I point this out not to make you feel like, oh, dang it, I didn't do it right. Um, no, I don't I feel like that. So that's why, again, that's why labels can be both helpful and deceiving. And that is a, I don't know how long it's going to take to correct that. We are, we live in a, it's ubiquitous. Labels are deceiving. Any vegetable, any bread, any grain, any cereal that tells you how many grams of protein are in it. And that's it but doesn't break down the amino acid profile. They're, mm-hmm. they're not telling you the whole picture. And I think part of it is it's hard. That would be hard to put on the label to yeah. the science has only caught up to this in the last, you know, 10 years in a big way. Mm-hmm. I think what we're going to see in probably 10 years from now is a huge demand People are going to become educated. You know, people like you and I talking, it's going to get the words continuing to get out. It's almost mainstream now that protein is not protein is not protein. Mm -hmm. So when science Mm -hmm. looks at the effects of protein and what we need and how much we should get, they're really basing that off of animal protein, which looks different than the protein in a grain. Right. Because of the amino acids. I mean, and again, I'll say it, protein is not one thing. It's a group of 20 things. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. So, so give me. That's why I love a protein shake. That's yeah. Okay. All right. So that would be, that's again, back to those protein shakes, as long as it's got that whole essential amino acid profile in it. Yes. And in order to know this, so what I do is I'll be at the store and I'll be at, just say you're at Target and you're at the section where they sell you protein, find a whey protein and then go find a plant-based protein powder. I'm talking powders and find each with a, an amino acid profile and look at the numbers on each an individual amino acid on the whey protein and see if they equate to the breakdown of amino acids and the numbers on the plant protein. That's where you see the difference. Okay. The numbers okay. are very different. Okay. That's a good point. And I want listeners to know I'm using, I'm using a plant-based protein, right? I'm using a combination of pea and whatnot, but it does specifically say on the label that it, has all of the essential amino acids, but I haven't done that compare and contrast. So I might do that. Well, and I want to be on, I have one of my favorite proteins is a plant-based protein and it's a, they mm. call it a, a quad plant. So they, it's a combination of pea, rice, hemp, and I forget the third one, but when you're talking plant proteins, like I used to just use pea protein back when I didn't know. It was cheap. It was clean. It was protein. I didn't know. I didn't care about the amino acid breakdown. And then I started learning about, oh, wait, 
pea protein is very different. Pea protein has a ton of these amino acids, and then a few of them are kind of scant. But rice protein, which I can also buy as a standalone mm-hmm. protein, has a completely different breakdown in their amino acids when you put them together. Each amino acid okay. is is bolstered. You know, pea might be a little weak in these three things, but rice is really strong in those three amino acids. So when you put them together, you get a much stronger profile. That's why okay. in that protein, okay. you really do want to see that combination of different okay. different plants put together so that so that the protein in a plant-based shake looks as similar mm-hmm. as it can to the amino acid breakdown of an animal profile. Got it. Because for people that do not prefer, and this is a this is a personal choice. I'm not gonna, sure. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could, you know, there are, I, there are conversations that could be had around that, but for the purposes of this, if a person uh-huh. is, is like, I'm not eating animal protein. Okay. Okay. There, you can work around uh-huh. that when right. it comes to amino acids specifically, you can work around that. There are some nutrients that you cannot get except with meat. Mm-hmm. Quite a lot. There is quite a list of nutrients that the human body benefits from that you can't get as a vegan. Period. You, uh, I mean, you would maybe if you took twenty-five supplements every single day, and some people do. Yeah. But you'd have to. But yeah. you know, that's an education level on a whole right. level. Right. 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 Amino acids, which is what our focus is. Yes. Got it. Yes, got it. So if you would share that protein with me, with the, the quad protein with the four, um, I'll put a link in the show notes to that. Um, okay. for, for people that might be interested, I'll stick a link in the show notes. So Laurie, is there anything else you want to add as you as we're wrapping up our coaching session today? Is there anything else I need to know for this next, next leg of my journey here? I think the most important thing, and I want to reiterate this, is we... We are real people and every day Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be perfect. My day isn't perfect there. You know, a couple times a week, I'll be like, well, I sure didn't get my protein in today because I didn't feel like it. I just didn't feel like it. People might be aghast to hear that, but you know, there's an 80, 20 rule. There's a 90, 10 rule. I'm probably 98% of the time on target because I do live in an elder, I have elder care as part of my day-to-day existence. And I, I have it in my face. I, I desperately, desperately don't want to be frail because I see it and for the last four and a half years. I've, I've been, have one foot in that world. Yeah. And so when you have a foot in that world and hear the stories of all those families, because I've gotten to know those families, um, frailty for me, is it's not a fear because I am proactive, but my my words to people are do the best you can. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's a new mm-hmm. day. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be perfect. I, I didn't get to where I am. Is Ada, I'm this is an evolution of 15 years um. of conscious effort. Um. And I don't want to lie about that. Every day isn't perfect. There are things I could still improve. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But just if you know, pick 
pick something, start, mm-hmm. make it something you can do, pat yourself mm-hmm. on the back for that. Don't yeah. focus on the negative. Don't focus on what you didn't get right. Focus on all the little things you did do today and that you might do again tomorrow. It's really about little incremental wins. And like you were talking, your your wins are huge. That just your mindset's different now. Mm -hmm. Awareness. Awareness. Self-awareness. Key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So don't be hard on yourselves. Yeah. Just be fantastic. mindful. Make small choices. Find the ones that work. Mm-hmm. Get comfortable in those. And then when you're comfortable, well, what could I do next? Yeah. Because li- yeah. life is a long time. Like we have, a, unless you have a se- severe, serious situation where change must happen right now or you were on. you're in peril that's different but if you're Mm -hmm. like i'm going to continue to do better take it in the chunks that work for you and be proud of yourself every day for thinking about it yeah i love that i think community is important right so you know if you don't have a community that's supportive jump on you know connect with me connect with laurie right we've got lots of communities and resources for you if you have questions you know, don't go it alone. I think it takes a team. I think life takes a team. So, yeah, yes. if you've got questions, please reach out. Please reach out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I love questions. Like, I I get random questions through my Instagram account more than any other. Well, Instagram and Facebook. And people yeah. are like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, 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 please bring it, bring it, bring it. I. Yeah. So where, yeah. where can people find you, Laurie? Where can people find you? On Instagram, I'm Coach Lori Martin. And on Facebook, I have a, a business page. It's Coach Lori Martin. All right. And that's, that's um, where the information, I you know, it's, I do put something out almost every day. I took a little time off during the holidays because I am, my new, whole new thing for this coming year is a little less screen time. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I do believe screen time is going to be, <laughs> this might be the best venue to talk. I think screen time is a toxin. Yeah. No, People I are studying you. it right now and screen time is not necessarily our friend. So we have to be judici- judicious about our use of it. So I, but I am trying to put something out every single day because little nuggets trickled out. I never know what mm-hmm. nugget is going to impact somebody, but my Coach Lori Martin on Instagram, Coach Lori Martin, it's a Facebook page, is the other place, and CoachLoriMartin.com. I do have a website, but people don't use it that much. It's social media where people really connect. And I encourage people to message me if they have a question. If nothing Great. else, I can put Great. you in the right place. Yeah. And I will put all those links in the show notes. Um, and I'm thinking there's probably going to be a part three. I'd love to actually take a deep dive into the aging and the fragility. I think that's actually a really important conversation. So let's get our schedules and we'll, listeners can look for kind of a, a part three with, with Laurie. And, um, and maybe on that show, we can also answer any questions that come into us. So yes, what a great conversation. Thank you so much. 
Thank you. Thanks. And of course, thank you for your help and guidance and support. It's just been, it's been fun. Yeah. Oh, thank you for having me. And thank you for, uh, thank you for, I, I, it seems weird, but I am so humbled when somebody asks me a question. I am humbled when somebody says, I need guidance. And you have taken the, I mean, you have taken the time to use your platform to put your personal stuff, not just, you know, to me, but to everyone. So good on you. You're, you're braver than most. And that, I think we need more of that. I think we need more real people saying, these are my questions. I'm a regular person. You know, regular questions need to be more prominent. So thank you. Absolutely. And that's what I love to do. I love to share stories about real people and real lives. And I'm here to support you and encourage you and just so you can just live your best life. Right. So yeah, it's been fun. Thank you so much. I will, will connect soon. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Let's make this the best year ever. (laughs) Absolutely. Take care. Take care. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. I truly appreciate you and your time. I love to hear from listeners. So connect with me at katechampionauthor.com. Remember to grab your free hiking guide and please take a quick moment to rate, review and subscribe to the show. Thanks so much. Take care. Until next time. Hey, me again. Just a reminder, this podcast should not be considered professional advice. It's also not a substitute for mental, physical, or any other healthcare-related treatment. For any questions about your condition and or concerns, please contact a fully licensed healthcare professional. Thank you.